Work it just a little bit. You're going to be in any given moment when you receive a desire, it's through alignment because you're in alignment, right? It's not, that's not something you do, it's something you are through this work. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostest, and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind, and lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. I have a super exciting episode today because my girl, Beck Milonis, is over for a little visit. (laughs) And you guys, you would have heard her on the podcast already. I did an interview with her. It was a couple months ago now, but you can go back and find that. Um, I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can have that a listen if you're really enjoying the conversation today. She is a healer, a modern day shaman. She's really incredible. Her journey is incredible. We're going to keep it topic specific today because she's got to go to a tattoo appointment (laughs) in a little while. Um, But we really wanted to just pop on because we were having an amazing conversation this morning. The great thing about today's episode is we're physically together, which is always my my favorite, is to record sessions in person with people. And I am blessed to live in Bali with Beck. So we had the opportunity to get together for this little podcast. We were talking about Uh, we were really talking about astrology, human design. We kind of brought up our star signs because I'll have, I'll have you tell a little bit about your chart and like your experience kind Mm -hmm. of with your star sign, the attributes, and then we can get into the combo we were having. Sure. So I was telling Dana, I, am I close enough? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was explaining how I'm a Pisces sun and Aquarius rising and a Capricorn moon. Um, I'm a bit of a confusing mix of things (laughs) (laughs) because people think Pisces tend to be super emotional and sensitive, but that's obviously not the way that people see me uh people think that I'm extroverted and eccentric and I don't give a shit and confident all the things that it's obviously my Aquarius rising um and I was talking to Dana about how it's interesting that uh I don't embody the qualities of very emotional but I don't embody the qualities that we see most Pisces um embodying which is basically being an emotional wreck Mm -hmm. um And we discussed how my Capricorn moon gives me this groundedness. Um, But we got into talking about (laughs) shadow aspects of of star signs. And it was interesting because Dana said some things which made me look at, oh, so I'm embodying the, what was the opposite of like shadow, not shadow, the embodied aspects of Pisces. Yeah, the embodied authentic attributes, right? Um, So for Pisces, that's super intuitive and flowy and feminine and in touch with emotions and um, able to perceive and intuit other people's feelings, like super empathetic Mm -hmm. and super in the other world, which I am as a shaman, but also 
um, not completely so in the other world that I can't have a conversation or hold hold a conversation or be in be in this world, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess what we want to talk about is the shadow aspects of these things and how we, we, we see, like, for instance, we see a Pisces and we say they're going to be a fucking emotional wreck. Like, they're, oh, Pisces are this, or Scorpios are insane. And I was saying that because Dana's a Scorpio and my experience of Scorpios have been Scorpios that are super not embodied. You've been um, burned by them, totally, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we had this conversation about how it's their shadow aspects of that, star sign or whatever that gives that stereotype about Scorpios which is not necessarily true because I've met a lot of Scorpios like Dana who are crazy in a good way yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know so it's 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 figuring out that you're not tied to a certain thing in in it's not rigid as if like oh you're an Aries so therefore you're a I don't know what Aries like uh help me help me (laughs) (laughs) thinking of the only Aries I know at the moment stubborn like um you know all of that like yes there is that aspect of that fire but an embodied Aries um is passionate right instead of just being a Casanova like of help help me I don't know you're killing it I totally uh, yeah and I think that's a great example like so as Beck mentioned, I'm a Scorpio. I'm actually a double Scorpio with a Cancer moon. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and my, honestly, like, the majority of my chart is water. Like, even my Venus is in Scorpio. My Mars is in Scorpio. Like, multiple parts of my chart are Scorpio. Like, a very, very, <laughs> very Scorpio. I'm very Scorpio. And I was talking, when we were talking, I was like, you know, what I see is and not just star signs I'm talking about I brought up like human design um, and really anything that helps us discover aspects of our personality there's a lot of people who they discover those things but then they use them as like a a way a reason to like be embodied in the shadow aspect of themselves oh but I'm a Scorpio so I'm allowed to be fucking crazy yeah like (laughs) oh well that's the Scorpio in me I just am a jealous bitch basically (laughs) and it's like oh okay well like how is that working for you? Do you like that? Like, Mm -hmm. do you like that expression of that attribute? Because for every shadow aspect of ourselves, there's a, there's a authentic expression of an authentic embodied expression of once we've integrated that shadow Mm -hmm. and we're no longer coming at our personality from a reactional state, but instead we're responding and we've learned emotional intelligence and we've done the inner child healing and we've done the shadow integration. When we've done this work, we become the embodied authentic expression of these attributes, which are actually really beautiful and they're our superpowers. So, you know, when you read about star signs or you read about human design or you read about any of these modalities that teach us about ourselves, that that give us a depth that are these like ancient wisdoms that teach us about our true authentic roadmap, basically you could look at them from the place that most of the world is embodied in them which is why you know when you read about a Scorpio for example I know this from my own personal experience a lot of the 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 context is like you're jealous you're manipulative you're mysterious you have a lot of secrets you know all of these things and that used to be really true for me before I did my work and Mm -hmm. most people are actually embodied in the shadow elements of themselves. They're not that because they haven't done this work yet. And so there's a lot of resonance for them. So a lot of people read that and they find the relatability in it. And they're like, yes, this is me. And like my star sign, you know, like this is true for me. I am jealous and I am. And it's because I'm a Scorpio. And then they they really identify with those shadow elements because they're still doing their work Mm -hmm. or they're they're maybe not at all. 
And then they use that as a, an excuse to not do the work. They mm. use it as like this barrier, this defense mechanism of like, well, that's just the Scorpio in me or that's just the manifesting generator in me. Like, you know, like, for example, the other example I brought up was I had a friend who is a manifesting generator and I heard her say multiple times, you know, oh, like, I'm just so indecisive and I can't figure it out. And it's be it's the Manny Gen in me. It's because I'm a manifesting generator that I can't. And like, I'm I'm always like hopping around in decision making. And I was like, well, OK, yes, that's one way to look at it. That's one way to look at like I'm indecisive because I'm a manifesting generator. Mm. Or you could look at it as completion cycles are different to me as a manifesting generator. And I live my life by design, by following my intuition and letting go of that things are no longer serving me mm. as quickly as I need to. Like that would be the authentic expression mm -hmm. of it. Or you can use it as like a hindrance of like, oh, well, I'm indecisive. And so I'm not going to make decisions because I'm a manifesting generator. and It's just who I am. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's an active choice. It's an active choice to be embodied in the thing that deficits you and use that as an excuse to not take the inspired action and not live your life actually by design. So, I mean, I'm sure you've had experiences with this with other people yeah. and with yourself where it's almost like this barrier of like, yeah. they identify with the shadow. Yeah, I was, so I want to talk about, actually, I see where this is going and it's interesting. It's more like, so yes, these these stereotypes and these um, categories and whatever that we land in are important, but it's like what it comes down to when you go really deep into it is are you embodying the shadow aspects of your shadow or are you transmuting that shadow and looking at what the flip side of that shadow is? So for instance, for me, um, the wounded healer, a really big one. Like, mm. so if you take that and flip it on its side and the wounded healer is like, oh, you know, it's so hard doing this, whatever, blah, 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 blah. The opposite is I'm super empathetic. I feel people on this level and I'm open to helping people. So it's like, how much are you going to attach to the shadow aspects of your shadow and use them as an excuse as opposed to like bringing light to your shadow and mm -hmm. flipping it and transmuting it. So it's like in my chart, for instance, um, I'm just using my own personal thing as, you know, because that's how I can relate. But it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah tell, so tell me about your journey, like of, being the wounded healer and then what was like the catalyst for you to transmute that shadow aspect and then what is now the embodied authentic expression like tell us about that journey yeah so it also comes down to the whole pisces like super emotional pisces and mm. like head in the clouds pisces like not in this dimension in this reality when you transmute that what it is is someone who's super intuitive and yes. super empathetic and can feel people on this level, right? Super feminine and flowy, right? And so for so long when I started out being a healer or on this journey, I was super emotional and like ungrounded and airy-fairy and all not in touch with reality because I was in the shadow realms and in the, I don't know, in the mystical places for so much that I couldn't actually have a freaking conversation and hold space for people. Mm. And it's um, like you knew all of this stuff, but you weren't bringing it into the 3D reality. So it's absolutely. like you felt disconnected from your human experience. Yes. It's like, I understand all these things and like, I don't even want to live in my human experience mm -hmm. because like nobody understands this way I see it. It's like the real like integration was bringing that into the life that it is that yep. you're living, which is this current human experience. Yeah. And looking yeah. at how can I use these traits in a way that not only benefits me, but benefits the people that I'm here to hold space for or whatever. So how can I use my emotional emotions, yes. emotionalness, my empath empathy, my ability to connect to these realms in a way that isn't reactive, that isn't like I'm just having emotional reactions to everyone. Wow. Like how can I use that empathy to 
enhance what I'm here to do and who I am, right? And so it's also like the Capricorn in my moon or like the Aquarius rising where people, I was saying to Dana, people see me as super confident and they see me as outgoing and really on the inside, my little child's freaking out and I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough and um, <laughs> I'm so nervous or whatever, but people, yeah. I project this image of confidence. So it's like, how can you use these things in a way that, um, what's a word that I want to use that, amplifies your message or amplifies your embodiment of who you really are right because yeah. there are aspects that if you work on <laughs> if you work on the shadow aspects of them then you're able to transmute them and use them for for good for um yes. you know they're your superpowers absolutely yeah mm -hmm. so my sensitivity and my empathy is why i'm such a good healer um why i'm so powerful is because i feel people on this level because i have one foot in one realm and one foot in the other and i'm walking that line but i also have that capricorn moon that's keeping me stable and grounded that's how i'm able to do what i do that's the magic but if i was so like buying into oh but i'm a pisces and i'm always in that realm i would never be able to relate to people because where's that groundedness where's the earthiness where's the bringing that back to a, a like a relatable place where yeah i feel that person but it's not grounded in reality it's not helping them because mm -hmm. all it is is just emotion that's um what's it like on on like unfiltered on un that's not the word that I'm trying to use it's just emotion that's directionless right mm. it's just you're just feeling emotions for the Reactive sake of yeah emotion. the yeah. sake of feeling emotions instead of feeling emotions to tune into how is that person feeling really what can I say to help them how can I relate to them mm -hmm. to help them through their shadow so it's that it's that whole journey and then to talk about archetypes um you know some of my biggest ones that I've had to overcome is the martyr the wounded healer and the saboteur it's mm -hmm. the opposite of saboteur is magician mm -hmm. um and it's it's uh, yeah it's just something that i've had to really really recognize when i'm playing into these mm -hmm. and look at you know for instance the wounded healer or the martyr says oh my god it's so hard to be a shaman and have to go through all this stuff for the collective and blah 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 the opposite side of that is being in pure full service so when you flip fully into recognizing and acknowledging when you're in that martyrdom or whatever and being like but i chose this reminding yourself that you have this shadow because you chose this because this shadow is helping you to see what's the opposite of that shadow mm -hmm. right and for me that's being in full service that's being a healer that's that's all the things that my soul came here for and i can easily get caught up in oh but this is my shadow and i'm a martyr and i'm always going to be a martyr and it's so hard or i could look at that and be like cool i'm seeing this playing out I'm seeing where I have the tendency to be in some realm more than the human realm, or I'm seeing this tendency where I'm over emotional or I'm reactive or whatever it is, feeling sorry for myself. And if I was an embodiment of that shadow and I accepted that shadow, what the opposite of that is, is I think I'm not making sense, but I kind of am making sense. The opposite of that is being in full service, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, and using those attributes of myself to be in full service. So it all kind of ties in in a way. Um, it's interesting what you were saying about the Manny Jen thing, because I'm someone who, I, I think I'm a man, I think I'm a Manny Jen. I think you did mine for me. Oh, dang. I was just going to ask if you knew your human I think design I am. I think I'm profile. the one that you need a sign to act. Like you wait for a sign when you Res get the green to light. Respond. Yeah, yeah. And then you act. I'm a Manny Jen. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I am. And you were talking about this and this kind of takes the conversation in a different way, but about how you always wait for a sign, but sometimes the sign is actually within like the sign yeah, isn't an external we thing. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And so for me, I hid behind that, oh, but I need a sign, but I need to ask the universe for a sign before I can take action. Actually, the fucking sign is your emotion, right? And so yeah. people who are many gens or whatever wait for the sign. Yeah. But the sign, like you said, is your desire. Yeah. Um, yes. We were talking about this last night. She's bringing back a combo that we had over wine, which was lovely. And what I was saying is like many people, they seek external validation for their intuition by trying to find a sign. So it's like, oh, I'm going to like pull tarot card after tarot card after tarot card. And I'm going to go get a bunch of readings and I'm going to pull an Oracle card. And then I'm going to like sit there and I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask for a sign. My, my take on this or like my mm -hmm. perspective on this would be very much like, as soon as you have a desire, that desire was divinely given to you. And so you already have the sign that that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And so then it's about not overanalyzing it. Like usually people or what I have often found and for myself included, when I'm looking for like an external sign and that validation, it's because I don't have trust in my own intuition and my own intuitive abilities mm -hmm. to know like, oh, I had this desire. And you mentioned like, well, is the desire from ego? And yeah. I, you know, like my perspective on that is like, well, your ego is also divinely given. And if you're doing this work of the shadow integration to be embodied in your authentic attributes and to be embodied in your authentic expression of it's response, win -win. not reaction. Yeah, yeah. Then you're going to be, you're going to be in any given moment when you receive a desire, it's through alignment because you're in alignment, right? Mm. It's not, that's not something you do. It's mm. something you are through this work. And so then any desire that it is that you have, even if it doesn't make analytical sense, it's being divinely given, it's guidance, it's a download. Mm -hmm. And so like your job is to then do the thing that is the inspired action, even if it doesn't make analytical sense yeah. without trying to intellectualize it. Because even if it's from your ego, the thing is like you have that ego desire so you can like learn a lesson or yeah. figure out <laughs> why do I have this desire from my ego? Yeah. Um, because there's a lesson in that, right? To, yeah. to get you more embodied or get you really seeing, because you said yesterday, it's really interesting. We This is, again, going completely off topic for what we started. But, but it's also so yeah, on topic. Yeah. Like, oh, let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> it's all um, interconnected. About, uh, it's either, so if you have a desire for something, that yeah. thing that shows up, it's either your soulmate. It's a, so we were talking about a very specific relationship. Um, it's either your soulmate, it's an expander, or it's a, a lesson. A test. Right? So either yeah. way, you're getting your growth. If it's yes. a test... And you're like, okay, I'm not available for this anymore. This is not what I want. You win. If it's an expander and you see this is what is possible for me. Okay, cool. Where's the next person? You win. If it's your soulmate, you fucking won. So either yes. way, like no matter which way you look at it, even if it's an ego desire, it's still helping you in some way to, I don't know, grow or experience Absolutely. something or experience the contrast of what yeah. you don't want so you can see what you do want. Yeah. Um, and it's about figuring out, okay, which one is this so I can respond accordingly, which can be really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I'm finding in my context, I'm flipping between, I'm not sure if this is my shadow keeping me trapped or if it's, um, you know, if it's a thing or if it's an expander, right? And, and it's sometimes it's hard to figure out which one that is. So if someone's in that situation, how you were saying last night, some yeah. ways to recognize which one of the things it is. Yeah. I think that'd be a really helpful thing to talk about for people because yeah. I, I find myself tripped up in that a lot where I'm like, is this an expander? Is this the person? Is this a lesson? Like, what is this? I don't know yeah. which one it is. Yeah, absolutely. So what's that definition between a lesson and an expander, firstly? Because obviously a soulmate's a soulmate. They're there. It's a soulmate. It's a thing. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so 
everything's always happening for you. Like, we know this, yes. right? Like, nothing's happening to you. And Every- if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's being given to you is happening for your growth and evolution of your soul. So this is actually a concept from Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic. She talks about the energetics of manifestation. And the first step of that being that you have to be expanded enough to receive what it is that you want, AKA you have to believe it's possible for you. Mm -hmm. And so she talks about going out and like finding expanders to open up your perception of your reality of what's available to you. And the third final phase of manifestation that she talks about is tests. And so tests coming in. So basically like at any given moment, you're calling something in, you want the relationship, you want the clients, you want the opportunity, you want the job, you want the home, whatever it is that you're manifesting, it doesn't matter. The energetics are the same. So at any given moment, you want that thing and you have like your list, for example, of Mm -hmm. like all the things that you want, all the Mm -hmm. qualities, let's use the partner example of the soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got all the attributes of like, this is the human that I want in my life. I want like they they look like this, they act like this, they're these star signs, they're this, they're this, they're an entrepreneur, they're whatever it is. You've got your like dream shopping vision list. of your man. Yeah, yeah, your like shopping list of your soulmate. And then someone comes in and mm-hmm. they maybe they tick all of the boxes, mm-hmm. right? If they don't tick all the boxes, well then of course they're a test. You know right away. Yeah. Okay, they don't tick the tick the boxes, they're a test because am I gonna settle? That's mm-hmm. what you're being shown by the universe. And they're some oftentimes they're like super fucking hard, right? Yeah. Where it's like maybe that ex that you've been pining for for months, you finally let them go because you're like, no, I'm calling in this next yeah, level person. Yeah, and this time. is when your ex comes back and yeah. is like, yo, bitch, I'm still into you. Yeah. And then you have to like, I mean, A, if they talk like that, that's part of the problem. But like if they come back in, Mm -hmm. like that is your test, right? So a test Or another one which I want to mention because it's totally the thing and it's happened for me many times. Someone who ticks all the boxes but isn't emotionally available for you right Right. now. And that's a test. It's a test. Yes, exactly. Because Or is it an expander showing you what's possible? Okay, so no, it's not. So here's the thing. If somebody is unemotionally available, that's a test because you're being asked to settle. Like let's assume your list, they have to be emotionally available for you, right? So somebody isn't actually an expander for you if they don't tick all the boxes. So if they're emotionally unavailable, they're a test because they don't actually tick all the boxes. So they might be, you know, six foot one, have the brown hair, have the blue eyes, be a a Virgo and Mm -hmm. like be an entrepreneur and be a nomad. And like, they might be all of those things. And you're like, oh my God, it's the person. But then they're emotionally unavailable. Well, that's a test. Are you going to settle for someone who's emotionally unavailable for you right now? If you'd previously never seen someone that had all those attributes, it's an expander, no? Yes. Is it showing you this is possible? You're not quite there yet. But an expand, so it would be a, what's called a fragment expander yeah, yeah. in Lacey's world. Okay. So they they basically, like, they're almost the thing, yeah. which means that the thing that I want is actually possible. Yes. But if you settle for them, yes. then so you're not test. passing totally. the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So an expander, like a true expander, mm-hmm. would be someone who does tick all of the boxes. And then let's say you get into a relationship with them, and you're like, this person is everything that I've ever wanted. And then you're in this relationship with them, and you really realize it isn't what you want okay and you're like oh shit 
I never realized that there was more available to mm-hmm. me because I had to have this first yeah. to recognize that there's yeah. to open up my perception or realize what's actually important to you. So my last house would be the perfect example of this. Exactly. I was calling in this villa. I called in this perfect villa. I moved into the villa, and then I realized suddenly having random Indonesian people walking into my house all the time is not okay because my privacy is really important. I realized having a pool is not as important as my peace of mind because there was construction on the other side. So then what actually is my perfect place is the first place I went to go see, which I was like, no, because it's not this, this, and this, and this. But living in this other house, made my so-called perfect house, made me realize what was truly important to me, which is peace of mind and, and you know, privacy. Yes. And a pool wasn't that fucking important compared to peace of mind and privacy. And I was able to then join a gym pool, which has opened up a whole bunch of social stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes we think we want something, but actually we're shown it's not that important compared to other things or there's something else that might be a better fit for us that we're not looking at because we're so attached to this is what I want right um so that's co-creation right (laughs) yeah like for example I had a list of a soulmate and it was like he is a manifester he's one of these star signs I can't even remember what they are now I like I think it was like I don't even freaking remember he was like one of these star signs he was over six foot tall like I I had like Mm -hmm. literally down to a T and I met this guy and he was everything like he perfectly ticked my list we dated for like a couple weeks and I very quickly realized oh I'm not as compatible with this type Mm -hmm. of person as I thought I would be Mm -hmm. and I'm actually not as like intellectually stimulated as I thought I would be and I'm not as like excited and like all of these things and but I got it like Mm -hmm. I got exactly what I asked for it ticked all the the boxes he was emotionally available like he was all of the things but after a couple weeks of dating like it wasn't there for me like I was like oh and I'm not talking about like the whole like chemistry like there was chemistry Mm. but it was like I actually these attributes that I thought mattered so much to me now that I have them and I see them embodied in a human I'm actually realizing they're not my my priority and so I like renegotiated my list number one I'm a non-specific manifester in human design which if you pull up your human design chart in the bottom right corner there's uh um, near the head there's of the chart there's going to be arrows there's four arrows and they're going to point right or left the bottom right arrow of the square is going to be how you manifest, basically. And so if it's left, if it's a leftness variable, then you are a non-specific manifester. If it's right, then it's a rightness variable. You are a specific manifester. So making a really specific list is great for specific manifestors. Interesting. I want to know if this is me or not. Because yeah. now I'm like, oh, check number of things that I've like kind of want but I'm not sure and then the universe has brought me something that's perfect I'm like maybe I'm a non-specific you might be yeah Yeah. so for me being a non-specific manifester I actually realized that when I feel into the emotion of how I want to feel in my dream home Mm -hmm. with the person that I want to be with with the clients that I want that's more important Mm -hmm. so even like vision boarding for example like if you're a non-specific manifester and you're really into vision boarding, like that's a tool that works really well for you, you would want to not find images of like the home that Mm -hmm. it is exactly that you want, but a home that gives you, yeah, a photo of something that gives you the sensation that it is that you want to have while you're in your dream home. Mm -hmm. And so like this might be a teddy bear, might be a photo of a Mm -hmm. teddy bear, but it makes you feel that sensation of home and peace and calm, whatever it is for you, it doesn't matter. Like you, only you can know that based on the emotional response that you have from the images that you choose. 
choose. So like non-specific manifestation, I actually kind of let go of lists and I started and I'm also a self-projected projector. Mm -hmm. So like speaking out loud and listening to the tonality of my voice as I listen back, whether I'm speaking to another human or sometimes I just record myself and listen back to my own words. So I can tell if something is like the thing that I want by like speaking out loud Mm. and like kind of working out loud, intuiting my way through of like, I want to feel this way. And that's because of this. And oh, actually, now that I say that, like, I also want this. And I think it's more important because this is the thing underlying that. And I'll actually speak out loud and have conversations with myself about what I want. Um, And then I do it in like a very emotional way of like the reason why is because I want to feel this way. And I mean, I manifested Luke, but like Luke, like I didn't have like a specific list of like, this is exactly what I want. And he, and he needs to meet all these criteria. Of course, he happens to be mm-hmm. a six foot eight <laughs> black guy who's like super sexy and all of the things. Because, and like that was previously on like my list, but it's not about the list anymore. It mm. was more about the emotion, how I wanted to feel, how I wanted to be held, you know, how I wanted to like held emotionally. I mean, how I wanted to feel empowered, like and how, what would allow me to feel empowered and independent while also like growing simultaneously with my partner. Mm-hmm. So like that's a really good example of like specific versus non-specific yeah. manifestation and it's also yeah i want to bring it back to it's the stuff that you don't think is important at the time that then becomes so important like for instance with the connection i've been talking about there's this sense of coming home and comfort and just like i'm really able to be myself right which i didn't think was that important there was all these other things like passion and like sexual chemistry which is there under the surface but for me i didn't even know what it actually felt like to be fully vulnerable and able to be myself Mm. and I didn't even have that really on my like I kind of did but it wasn't important and feeling that has made me realize how important it is like that that's number one now to be able to be just fully myself and not give a shit not have to worry about is this person going to judge me um can I be uh embarrassing and lame and make stupid jokes and giggle like an idiot or whatever you know stuff that you realize is important only once it's shown to you what that feels like yeah So without having that experience, without having these expanders that show you what this stuff is, right? How would you even know? Because I didn't even know when people would say, oh, you meet your soulmate and it feels like coming home. I'd never had that experience. Right. So I didn't know what that felt like until I had that experience. Well, and now some I'm people like, have oh, a fucked up version of home. Yeah. Like if you never had a home that felt yeah. like home and yeah. that sensation, then like you're not going to know what it exactly. means to come oh home my to a soulmate. God, of course. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting because I had a, you know, coming home for me was always so tumultuous because right. my mother was bipolar. So I'd never know. Am I safe to come home? Is this going to be consistent? Is she going to be lovely to me or is she going to throw knives at me? Literally. Yeah. Right. So that feeling of coming home to this person all the time and it's just like the sigh of relief of, oh, I feel hell. Her mom's a Scorpio, by the way. She's totally a which Scorpio. Is like, which is why I, have wound. <laughs> why I have a thing around Scorpios because that's what I've seen out of Scorpios. Right. Mm. So it's hard. Sometimes when when you meet, so for instance, you meet a Scorpio and you're like, oh, I have this version of someone who's a a shadow Scorpio or like they're in their shadow of Scorpio. Mm -hmm. That when I meet someone like Dana, who's like an embodied Scorpio, I'm like, but you don't reflect what I've seen from Scorpios. And this brings us back to we're always seeing people who are this stereotypical aspect of that sign 
because they're not working on their shit. Like, my mom did not work on her shit, which is why she's a crazy Scorpio, and it, it's why I had this idea of Scorpios, yeah. that they were a certain way. Well, and I think, I mean, stereotype in general is so yeah. dangerous. Yes. And so, like, at, oh any, my God, yes. at any given moment, like, the question I always like to ask is, like, if someone's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, or I'm a Virgo, or whatever, like, a great follow-up question is, like, cool, and how does that express for you? Yeah. How do you find that that expresses yep. for you in your mm-hmm. own unique human experience like because everyone's going to have a different answer to that and it's not about stereotyping people based on their type or based on their human design Mm -hmm. like these modalities are available to us to expand our consciousness and to allow us to live our most free like you said authentic Mm -hmm. expression like at any given moment all we want is to be the most authentically expressed and when we are that is our magnetism that's when we attract the soulmate that's when we attract Mm -hmm. the money the clients the dream home whatever it's when we're the most embodied in our authenticity and you know with us with a partner for example like there's that saying i think it's dr seuss where it's like love is finding someone who's the same type of strange as you right and and that's really what it's about like but no one can be attracted to the truth of who you are until you are authentically expressed in who you are it's like you can't be loved unconditionally unless you are showing up as who you really are because then people don't have the opportunity to love you without conditions unless they know who you really are yeah and you were talking about falling in love with people for trauma bonds or or you know relating to someone because their shadow is equally fucked up to your shadow right or like the codependency that Mm. comes in there yeah um which is so interesting yeah because what i brought up was i was saying you know my ex was a taurus which is the opposite on the zodiac of scorpio and and beck was like well like often this is the case like opposites attract and i was like yes and opposites can attract in wound Mm -hmm. so like his i was very much embodied in the shadow elements of my scorpio behavior the jealousy the cutting people off the like vindictiveness the wound and he was very much embodied in like the the very like practical like do not betray me like very like um, analytical like high anxiety elements of being a Taurus and the very stubborn like it's my (laughs) way or the highway (laughs) and our opposites attract in our wound so it what I was saying is like you know symbiosis exists in trauma as well Mm -hmm. so codependency for example like people who have very toxic codependent behavior they're a magnet for people who have very toxic narcissistic behavior and it's a perfect symbiosis Mm -hmm. they coexist really well together in a very unhealthy way so like magnetism of polarity isn't always healthy and you have to look at like am i attracting this person that like feels like the perfect fit because i'm embodied in my wound Mm -hmm. and they perfectly mirror that for me and i love it because Mm -hmm. it like gives me the validity to stay in this rather than work on myself and heal or am I am I really authentically Mm. embodied and expressed in my truth of my soul and not in the wound and therefore attracting a partner who's also really embodied in their their positive expression of their attributes yeah so I what like something I saw coming up for me a lot when I was super in my martyr victim can't have what I want I would attract these people who are not available but Mm. they're everything right that's a perfect reflection of me getting what I want because I want someone if I'm in my shadow who's unavailable because then I continue to be the martyr victim of oh I I don't get to have this right but if I was embodied in the opposite of that of like I I can create whatever I want um whatever I wouldn't be attracting that experience anymore I wouldn't I'd be attracting people who were available and ready right Right. and they they weren't in their shadow of fear or whatever the hell right it's yeah yeah it's so interesting yep 
A hundred percent. Stop touching your tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I apologizing? (laughs) Sweet. Well, you should go to your appointment. So we'll wrap this up. But thank you for coming on and chatting with me. Yeah. So good. And if you guys want to connect with Beck and get to know more about her, I will have her um, details linked in the show notes below so you guys can connect. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week, but I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world.